1: Hello and welcome into the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. The Chiefs had training camp practice on Sunday, and then they made head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, wide receiver Demarcus Robinson, and tight end Nick Kaiser available to the media via Zoom conference call. So first we 'll start with Reed and Mahomes we'll take a quick break, and then you 'll get to hear from Robinson and Kaiser so first up here 's head coach Andy Reed
2: really there not much happened uh, today as far as the injury list goes. go, so uh, we've worked out well uh, on the injury side. Uh, good work today. Um, proud of the guys they had a, a long day and um, pushed pushed through themselves or pushed through it and uh, made sure they kept themselves uh, motivated and rolling. You add a little bit of heat today to it, so uh, that was another another part of it. Um, listen, I it was great to get back in our stadium and and have our fans there. Um, yeah, I've heard I've uh, we have, the guys fed off of the energy, which was great. Um, I've heard the things about um, the mass and so on. So um, uh, actually, when I looked up there, I, I mentioned to one of the guys that everybody had their mask on. It was kind of an unusual looking thing. I guess somebody said that they, they had removed him, but we're all working on it. So it's important. I know with our fans, we've got the best fans, National Football League, that they continue to work to keep keep their masks on if they did take them off. And just like we're doing with the players uh, in meetings and anytime they're off the practice field, they've they've got the masks on. So um, good examples to all our fans know that everybody's watching and uh, we're the example and and we take a lot of pride in that with our fans and our football team. So, um, but again, great to be in there. Um, Our stadium's op crew, they they were phenomenal in setting everything up. I mean, from the cones, we did exactly like game day to the headsets, to the pads there uh, for the coaches and um, it, it was just uh, Mark uh, Donovan and his crew just uh my echoes off to them uh, they they really staged it like it was a, a game we 'll we'll do this again this this next saturday and and uh, add some more people in there and uh, again, the protocol ends up being important for all of us and and uh, we'll keep working on that, but again, time's yours on this let's go to
3: herbie go ahead, herbie hey coach um you have a pretty tight relationship with a lot of your former assistants. Um, two nights ago, uh, Washington head coach Ron Rivera announced he has cancer. Uh, I'm, I'm curious if you had, what was your reaction when you heard the news and have you had an opportunity to, to offer him words of encouragement?
2: Well, I did, you know, uh, Ron lost a brother to cancer. And so this is something that um, he dealt with. He, you know, he watched his brother with it and he understands uh, the importance of getting it taken care of and, and he'll attack it. I mean, he's, he's a linebacker, right? And, and once a linebacker, always a linebacker. So he's got that, that grit and toughness, and um, he'll need that as he goes forward. But um, he's in the right frame of mind. He's a positive guy, and he's staying positive with this. So, um, uh, but at the same time, he, you know, he knows he's, he's got to bear down on it, and that's what he'll do. Let's go to Adam
3: Teicher. Go ahead, Adam.
2: Hey, Andy, I just wanted to ask you about the
4: camp this year and with all the differences in this year, does this feel like
2: camp to you? And, and if so, why? And if not, why not? Well, initially, Adam, you know, it didn't uh, because we were here and it was just an unusual situation. But after today, I think if you ask the guys if it felt like camp, they'd probably tell you, yeah. I mean, that kind of all that other stuff kind of wore off and, um, you know, about a week ago and, and, um, you know, the guys were in the grind of it and, and no more of a grind than they had today. And, uh, you know, I was proud of him for battling through it. Let's
3: go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete.
2: Morning, Coach. I um, was wondering about
1: uh, Daryl Williams and uh, how you've liked how he's come back from the injury. And uh, secondly, is there a, a certain aspect of his built-in relationship with Clyde that, that can maybe make these guys an effective one-two punch?
2: Yeah, well I joke the Michigan guys and the LSU guys I mean we've got a whole lot of both and uh, LSU um, you know from the Badger uh, to the two running backs I mean it's a uh, we've got a good amount of players from there but it's great football tradition that they're bringing in and they're like family so um, if you play at LSU there's a certain fraternity that that uh, and pride that goes with that uh, that you become part of so um, yes Daryl helps them out. Um, they've got a great relationship, and they push each other at the same time, which uh, might be the most important thing.
5: Go to
3: Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin.
6: Uh, coach, <clears throat> there's a, uh, apparently a, a wave of positive tests that went through the NFL from one testing center, I'm assuming obviously it was that you guys were practicing. That's not the center you guys use. But uh, do you have any input as to, uh, you know, which centers you do use, and do you have a protocol if something like that uh, would happen as far as like you know? Okay, we immediately shut down practice. We delay practices there. Uh, something set uh, for you guys if something like that did uh, did occur.
2: Yeah. So uh, you're always in direct communication with the league on positive tests, and there's a protocol that's set up. So uh, we just follow that. Rick Burkholder. We have full trust in doing that, uh, along with Doctor Monaco, and 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 so they they've uh, Rick has been on endless calls with uh, with the league. Um, things happen. So I think we all know that. And um, listen, this isn't the perfect situation, but everybody's working through it. And, you know, if it ends up that it shuts down to practice, you shut it down, you make sure you get it taken care of, and then you ramp it back up and get going again. So it's a, it's a like I said, it's a unique year. And um, we're all aware of it. We trust the protocol. Uh, we understand there are going to be some mistakes, potentially, uh, with the testing. These people are busting their tail for us at all the different uh, units that are, that, are ta- are, that are reading these tests and giving us the outcome to it and sometimes things happen so um, but that's what it is and we, and we roll Let's
7: go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead Nate Hey Andy hey Nate. Uh, Just impressed <laughs> you so far about Demarcus Robinson's camp and how much does continuity help you uh, or give you the flexibility to add new concepts to really go to see how much the guys can really increase in terms of their workload
2: yeah well that receiver of course a uh, close group group uh, they challenge each other, but they're they're very good friends on top of that um, I'm a big fan of demarcus Robinson i've said that before Demarcus could be a starter anywhere in the National Football league, and that's the way we look at him so um, he he's in the rotation and they go we try to keep you know we try to keep ourselves in a position where we potentially can throw fastballs at you and, uh, with a rotation and we're lucky enough to have the guys right now to be able to do that so um, that's that's how we go. But I think everybody's got the utmost respect for d Robbie. knows every position. He knows it from every personnel group. And uh, the quarterback, most of all, has trust in him, which becomes probably the most important thing.
3: We've got time for a couple more, guys. Let's go Darren and then Harold.
8: Go ahead, Darren.
9: Coach, good morning to you. How you doing? Um, my, my, my question for you is, you know, your work ethic. Most of your starters returning and uh, are returning. And, of course, you drafted Clyde. What does Andy read at like two, three o'clock in the morning with the, when you're either at home or when you're in the office? How do you come up with new plays or design new plays that we haven't seen yet, or do you kind of go back to plays that you did in the Super Bowl 40s and 50s
2: and put, put your remix on it? Yeah, so I don't think, listen, I don't think any of the coaches really turn it off. Um, I, I mean, I, I love doing what I'm doing, so whatever time I get up, I get up and I go, and I'm, I'm excited to have the opportunity to do it, and I guess when I'm not excited, that's when I—that's probably when I, I get out. So, um, if they don't kick me out before that, so that's—that's kind of how I roll with it. But um, I, I'm blessed to have uh, the guys around me that I do coaching-wise with, starting with Eric Bannemey and and Greg Lewis and um, Mike Kafka, Joe Blaymeyer, um and Tom Corey Mate. I mean, all these guys. I the thing that gets neglected is the creativity in the run game that we have with Corey and and Andy Heck working this thing. I mean it's it's phenomenal. Then and you put Dylan in the mix here working guys out of the backfield, being able will come up with new things there and I mean everybody has an input and it's unique that way. And and so um I'm just just happy to be a part of that and and uh the energy the energy's great and uh, I like that. I like creative creativity and i like energy and uh you put those two together normally you come up with some pretty good stuff
5: you know let's go to harold for the last one go ahead harold hey andy uh i caught a moment uh, with you and patrick earlier today you spent like almost a good minute just talking to each other while he was stretching i'm just curious when it comes to you and patrick with a guy like mahomes who's just so immersed into everything and growing each and every day How do you teach a player that wants to grow each and every day and just try to fill his brain up? Because you know his brain seems to be endless with the capacity of learning more about football. And then my other question is just simply with veterans for backups, how fortunate are you guys to have those type of veteran experiences like DeMarcus and a couple of those guys as backups?
2: Yeah, well, we'll need all the backups. I mean, you know that, how the season goes, long season, and everybody plays. If you can rotate guys, it it keeps everybody fresh and keeps the speed of the game up. Um, which is great. Brett's done a great job with that, bringing people in and creating this competition, which uh, if you're going to be a good football team, you got to have that. And we're blessed to have that. And then with Pat, listen, he's always wanted to learn. Um, and and then he also has ideas. So, um, and I try to keep the communication line open with him. And he does, you know, he does the same thing on from his end, along with the other quarterbacks. That's a That's a healthy room right there where um, it's just a good learn center for, for those guys they, there's experience um, there's youth in there, there's college coming into the, into the league um, and things that have, they've run before at the either college level or potentially with other teams um, and then uh, the coaches are good so uh, again we've tried to keep open communication all the way along and I've tried to do that with Patrick uh, the best I can yeah. thanks for asking
3: Coach we appreciate your time,
2: thank you okay take care now Morning, Pat. I was curious with
1: uh, Andy Reid, you largely treat training camp as a laboratory uh, to try out new things, throwing motions, concepts and whatnot. And I just was wondering if you could elaborate on that process. Is it something where you talk pre pre with coach? Okay, I'm going to try this today. Or is it something where Andy says, "Okay, you have free reign to kind of try whatever you want and, and we'll see how it turns out?
3: Um, it's, not, it's not necessarily free reign uh, to try everything I want, but we do discuss things and we try things. If I do something one way, we ask Coach Kafka, Coach B enemy, and Coach Reed asking why I did that, if I want to try it this way and do different things. And so um, I think it's just more of a, a focus on me trying, trying what's out there, going for the shot play maybe when it's a little contested. Uh, and then if, if we have success with it, then we can take it to the season. If we don't, we can kind of learn from it and, and move, on, move on into the next progression. Let's
7: go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Patrick. What's impressed you so much uh, so far with working with Nick Kaiser? And when you guys do roll out new concepts to try, what is the reaction from the rest of the guys when you know that you guys are doing something new for maybe the first time in camp?
3: Yeah, with uh, Kaiser, I think uh, what's impressed me the most is just the way he's able to to correct things and do things uh, the right way the, the next time and then have success uh, with some of the different stuff that he's learned from Travis and some of those guys uh, from last year. Uh, you're really seeing his game evolve. You're, you're seeing how he's, he's seen how the older guys have done it and had success with it, and he's adding that to his game. And then he's finding stuff that he's good, that he's good at and he's, he's, he's going out there and having success with that. And so uh, uh, when you have guys like that that can learn from the, the veteran guys that we have on this team, um, then uh, you have guys that you, yeah, that can go out there and have success on the field. Go to Sarin Petra. Go ahead, Sarin.
6: Uh, Patrick, I'm curious, you know, uh, we don't have a game, right, that we're looking back on and second-guessing uh, on not going for it on fourth down. So I'm just curious, what, what goes through your mind with what this offense has been able to do, what you've been able to do, just your mindset on, on a, you know, a fourth and three, a fourth and four Are you – are you, you know, all the metrics say that that those are downs that certainly powerful offenses should be going for. Are you – is that something you sit and lobby for and you'd like to see this team do more of?
3: Yeah, I mean, I want to go for it every time, no matter what situation it is. Um, But, uh, no, it's uh, it's a thing where I trust the coaching staff. I know that we have a great – uh, coaching staff. We have great analytic department. We have everything that, uh, that, that know when and where we should go for it. And Coach Reed has a good feel for the game, which I think is the biggest thing on it. He has a feel for the situation, how the offense, defense, special teams are, are playing. And he usually puts us in the right position that if we're going for it, we're in a good spot that if, we, if it doesn't work out, the, the defense can come out and get a stop. Or if it does work out, we can continue to move forward and have success.
4: Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Pat, I have a question about Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, everybody sees him doing his own reality dating show and, and, or drinking beer at the Final Four or whatever and, and, and sees that side of him. But you're, you're his teammate. You've seen the football side of him. T- tell me a story or two that sort of illustrates maybe how serious he is about football and how, this is, how important this is to him.
3: Yeah, I think his understanding of, of the of coverages and how he runs routes is, is special. I think that's what's the, the best thing about his game. I mean, obviously, he's physically gifted. He's a mismatch for guys uh, on the field, linebacker, safety, no matter corners, whoever it is. But the way he's able to run routes versus coverages and adjust his routes to be right in the right spot at the right time is special. Uh, it's something that helps me out a ton. And you see it, you see it. I think, in the, the playoff game last year when he ran out route and then kind of brought it back in and I threw it to him. And it, it's stuff that not everybody understands, but I think it's just him thinking like a quarterback and understanding, the whole concept of the play and uh, uh, getting other people open and getting himself open when he needs to get open. Let's go to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve.
7: Hey, what's up, Patrick? How you doing? Hey, we'll be talking to D-Rob today, and I'd like to know from you, what, is, what exactly does he bring to this offense? And also, he probably could have signed with, you know, any other team in the offseason, right? But he chose to come back with you guys. A lot of times, from the outside looking in, people don't exactly understand how much of the tight-knit group friendship that you have uh, away from the stadium. How much did you guys talk this offseason, and did you have to convince him to come back at all?
3: Yeah, I think, the, the, like you said, it's a, it's a group friendship. Uh, and, and the receiving room, the quarterbacks, the whole offense. And so it wasn't that i, I try to uh, convince him to stay. I mean, he made that decision. He wanted to be a part, be a part of this. He wanted to be a part of this team. Um, but I think it, it was more of me wanting him to do what's best for him and his family. And uh, I think he thought what's best for him was being here with us, being a part of this culture, being a part of this team and this community. And like you said, I mean, he's a, t- he's a guy that can be a number one receiver in several different places. And uh, he understands his role in this offense. When he gets in, you see he makes plays when his opportunity is called. And uh, it, it's nice to have a, have a guy that, that's on the same page as me. And if you see all those scrambles, all those different stuff. Uh, he's always on the same page as, as I am. And uh, he's someone that works extremely hard. He blocks for other guys, and, and he's someone that's a, a, a special player in that room that I'm glad it's on our team. Let's go to Darren Smith. Go, ahead, Darren.
9: Hey, Patrick. Uh, I, I got a couple questions for you. One, I know that you believe in Andy's play, calling, your abilities, your teammates, and the defense. That said, this is a serious question. Can you credibly convince me why, if, if you all are hitting on, on all cylinders, why you all can't, do, can't finish the job that the Patriots didn't in 2007 to go 19-0?
3: Yeah, I mean it's a. Uh, in theory, I mean you feel like you feel like you can. I mean every single year you feel like you can win every single game. I think it, it comes down to how you deal with adversity throughout games and throughout the season. Um, I think that that's the the biggest thing of of trying to go nineteen and zero and trying to do those special things and be a team that the first team that would have to ever go undefeated for nineteen games and win all that. But it's a. It's more than just play calling and players. It's about a team and the culture that you have and how every single week, every single day, every single opportunity you accept that challenge. And I feel like that's where it gets lost at. Um, but, uh, I mean, our goal is to take it one game at a time, one day at a time, one play at a time. And uh, we're going to try to do that every single day and uh, hopefully put ourselves in chances to win every single opportunity that we get. Looks like we've got three more. Let's go Harold, Sam, and then Sarin to finish it. Go ahead, Harold.
5: Hey, Patrick. Hope you're doing well, man. Uh, When it comes to, I got the shot of you and Andy Reid kind of talking for like a good solid minute, minute and a half during stretch. And I just want to know, what is it like to have those conversations with Andy every day? What you guys get into and how has he let you grow and evolve? Not just on the field, but, you know, kind of off the field as a man and everything, especially in this different offseason that we've had. And I also want to ask you about, obviously, it would have been the birthday of Kobe Bryant. Just kind of, I know you went through it during the Super Bowl, but knowing that that was still, A, this year, <laughs> amazingly, and then just what you kind of learned from him about competition along with, you know, Michael Jordan since you saw the last dance.
3: Yeah, so uh, the, the first part with Coach Reed and this whole coaching staff in general, I think uh, it's just a lot of good people that love the sport that they do and they love coaching coaching football and being part of the culture. And and they also love to, to, to really – I don't, I don't know what the best way to, to really bring out the best person that they can bring out in the player that they have. And so with Coach Reed, if it's, as far as uh, trying to figure out the best way to, to run a play or the, the best way to, to be a part of the community, he's going to give you his best advice from, from stuff that he's learned. And I think when you have someone that you trust that is going to do that for the, not only just the betterment of themselves, but the betterment of the people that they're talking to, that you can trust that their words, their words mean more and that, that they are in the best interest of you. And then with uh with, with Kobe and it being his birthday, I mean just I mean, obviously, the player on the on the on the court, uh, the mentality that he had, the mama mentality of of attacking every single day, attacking every single rep, treating practice like it's game day, treating film session like it's game day. But also, you saw after his career, the way he treated his family and the way he brought up everyone around him. Um, and uh, I think that's just the mentality that you have to have, and everything you, the every single thing you do is that you're going to attack every single opportunity you have to be a person and a player uh, with the greatest the greatest amount of effort to to be the best you can.
6: Uh, let's go, to Sam. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. Hope all's well. Um, you, you've talked about just how much you enjoy the game, but for this specific part of the year, for training camp, what is it you enjoy about this process?
3: I think the the biggest thing I enjoy is the challenge of every single day. Uh, I, I think when you're when you're in training camp, you're, it's not the the you're not getting the looks that you might expect. You're not getting the perfect look for the perfect play where you get that throw to throw it to this guy, and, and we've mm-hmm. schemed it up perfectly for this. Um, it's, it's a challenge every single day, and then when you have a, a defense coordinator like Spags, he's trying out different stuff, he's trying out different looks, and it, it's making it challenging for the offense, and so for me, it's a, it's about going out there every single day, having your highs, having your lows, and having to grind through and try to figure out the best way to be better the next day. Let's go to Sarin for the last one. Go
6: ahead, Sarin. Uh, Patrick, uh, yesterday you got a chance to have the fans out around you, and I, I know you guys feed off that. I mean, we, we've seen how excited you get in and, and moments and kind of looking up at the fans and everything, but since you guys have been so isolated, was there kind of a woe moment? Like maybe not fear, right? I, I don't think you walked out there afraid, but just mm-hmm. kind of how different it was. And there's been conversation back and forth about fans wearing or not wearing masks. You guys mm-hmm. have taken such precautions. And it seems like, you know, we see you guys walk in every time and you're even asking guys, hey, can I take the mask off? It's obvious that it's a very strict protocol around there. Uh, did seeing some of the fans who had taken the mask off, did that, that kind of, you know, bother you because it's so ingrained in what you're doing?
3: Well, yeah, the first part of it, I think, uh, with, with having the fans there, I think it kind of gave you another energy. Uh, just being being out there, the fans cheering, uh, you getting to see them. I mean, the passion that they have in Chiefs Kingdom is unmatched, and so it was it was awesome to be out there and be a part of that. I mean, it, it really did get me get got me going. You can see me getting hyped up, and, and Chris Jones running out there hyping up the crowd and everything like that. And another part was, I mean, I think there's only two thousand people there, but it was loud, and I was I was I was pleasantly surprised by that. I mean, so hopefully when we get to the same even more and more full, that it'll be you'll keep being loud. You'll get that Arrowhead Stadium feel. but And then the second part, for the most part, when I looked up, I saw people with masks on. I mean, obviously there were certain people that didn't have masks on. I think people saw on videos and stuff like that. But it's a it's a learning process. It's something that the I'm sure the, the chief security and everybody will, will really emphasize the fans that we have to have the mask on. Uh, if you're not eating or drinking, uh, you put the mask on and not only for yourself, but for the people around you uh, so everybody feels safe when they come into Arrowhead Stadium. And I think that's what that practice was for. And then the next week when we're, whenever we have people at the stadium is we're going to kind of get those protocols, getting used to those different stuff so that we can go into the season and have people there and have the support of uh, Cheese kingdom.
0: Patrick, we appreciate the time today. Thank you. Thank you. Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team.
1: You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and now we continue on with wide receiver Demarcus Robinson.
4: Hey, Demarcus, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, thanks. A um, couple things. Um, were you disappointed that maybe the free agent market didn't develop the way you'd hoped during the offseason? And now that you're back here again, what's left for you to prove here in Kansas City that you haven't already proved, do you think?
10: Uh, I would say just, man, going out and making more plays and doing what I'm asked to do. It's uh, I wanted to come back here. Uh, I don't think it's a, a lot for me to prove. I think they know what I can do, and I think we've got a, a good understanding of what they want me to do here. And uh, I'm okay with with, with with doing what I have to do here to get to what I want to do next.
3: Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete.
10: Hey, D-Rob,
1: even in Patrick Mahomes' earliest days when he became the starter, it it has seemed like you and him had this natural chemistry. And I was wondering, why do you think that is? And, and why was why were you guys able to develop that just so early on and, and continue
10: and grow that to this day? Uh, man, just just being good friends, good close to people, hanging out outside of um, work and, you know, just having a good relationship with each other, you know what I'm saying? Just being friends.
7: Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, DeMarcus. When you see what Andy Reid has done this time around to give you guys new things to work on in training camp, just what's that been like compared to previous years in the past uh, in your experience in this offense?
10: Uh, just putting guys in, in, in position to make plays. I mean, he's always done that. And uh, we we just always bringing in talent and more talent. So just making sure everybody get a chance to show their talent and put their hands on the ball and show what they can do. I think he does a really good job of that.
3: Let's go to Sam McDowell.
10: Go ahead, Sam.
6: Hey, DeMarcus, what's going on?
10: Nothing much. How you doing?
6: Good. Uh, to, to build off of what Adam asked you first, I mean, with the free agent market, you said you wanted to come back here. What is it about this place that you really wanted to come back and, Um, how much did the free agent market develop for you? I mean, what was it a choice that you were deciding between here and other places?
10: Uh, I mean, I I think we we won a championship, you know, and uh, you you play the game to win championships. And uh, I I think we got the best chance to to go back and win another championship here. And that's why I'm playing the game, to win championships and build a legacy for my family and for myself. So uh, I want to just come back and try to win as many as I can. So that's what I did. Let's go to
9: Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, D-Rob, what's going on with you, big guy? Not much.
10: How you doing?
9: Doing good. A couple of questions for you. Obviously, uh, you became a a father earlier this year, so congratulations on that. How how do you think that's made you a better football player? And secondly, can you kind of describe or or explain the relationship with you and the wide receiver group along with uh, Patrick, you know, how you all have relationships off the field that kind of brings you all and makes you all a better cohesive unit together?
10: Oh uh, yeah, uh, I would say, man, we always just get get together and hang out, whether it's at Pat's house, anybody's house, Travis's house. Uh, we all like to just hang out, man. I think that brings you closer than than just being on the field or then or then just working at at work. Once you you take it to another level of just hanging out outside of football and then just really getting to know one another personally, and I think that makes you just better. And you can just feel the how this person gonna play on the field. You know, even though it has nothing to do with playing on the field, I just think it, it brings you more closer to a person. Go to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, what's up, D Rob? How you doing, man? I'm good, my man. How are you? I'm good. Uh, Coach Eb said
7: earlier earlier this week that you are one of the guys on the team that understands the importance of if you don't work, you don't eat. Mm. Talk about that mentality, man, and also uh, the ability that you have to just step in and fill any role if needed.
10: Uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of my role. I mean, you know, we got a lot of elite guys, and uh, if you don't work, you don't eat. It's another, it's another guy trying to come up and eat, just like just like we all, are, man. So you just gotta stay on your ground, no matter what happens, no matter how the circumstances is or, or what you what you think is playing out. You just keep putting your best foot forward every day, and some good will work out in your favor.
6: Looks like we've got one more question. Let's go to Seren Petro to close it out. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Demarcus, uh, thank you for the time. I- I'm curious, uh, you. Back on Adam's question, the first question, you said you talk talking about coming back, that you were confident that you could uh, do everything you wanted to do to, to be where you, uh, what you want to do next, right? So is that – what is what you want to do next it would be my first question. Like, is that elevate up to being the number one wide out? Is it a stat thing? Is it a Pro Bowl thing? Like, what, what is what you want to do next? And then secondarily, I know and it was kind of asked a couple of times there about what other teams you may have been talking to – uh, that you that had interest in you that that you had to weigh that the Chiefs, hey, coming back was better than this other team.
10: Yeah, I, I just think we, we won a championship. So uh Chiefs the best team in the in the NFL to me, in my eyes, in my opinion, we won a national championship. Not national championship, but we won a Super Bowl. So I mean I'm trying to win as many Super Bowls as I can and uh and off the first question, I mean uh I mean I'm just trying to Take care of my family is what I mean, you know. That's that that's that's basically the next step. I want to win as as many Super Bowls as I can and and in doing that, I wanna make the most money as I can playing this game. So that that was what I meant by by that first question.
3: D Rod, we appreciate
10: you taking the time, my friend. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you guys.
7: How much has it been beneficial for you to be working so much with Patrick during training camp so far? And then what did a year on the practice squad and learning from Travis Kelsey do for you to be prepared for this opportunity this season?
8: Yeah, uh, well, it's been amazing getting reps with Pat. Obviously, um, you know, he, he knows the offense just as well as anybody. So anytime there's anything, you know, anything wrong with a play or whatever that we need to work out, he'll come, come, come off to you on the side and talk to you and kind of get things corrected. Uh, and then um, as far as last year, you know, being on the practice squad, spending a year here, learning the offense and um, being behind, you know, Trav and, and, and Blake Bell last year was a big year for me to just kind of absor- absorb every, absorb everything and, and kind of learn. And now I'm able to use that and, and um, move forward and grow every day.
3: Let's go to Matt and Derek. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Nick. Good to see you. Um, you. You talk about, you know, having a year under your belt. I'm just curious, you know, how different do you feel like you are as a player right now than you were a year ago and how do you feel like what the Chiefs do offensively with the tight end fits in with your skill set?
8: Yeah, uh, I feel like I've developed a lot in the past year, um, you know, being behind those guys, like I said, learning what they do and, and observing and watching them and kind of implementing in that, that in my game. And then spending a lot of time in the offseason, um, you know, I, I've felt like I've always been a pretty strong blocker, but... You know, this offseason, I spent a lot of time, you know, working on my routes and my quickness, speed, just releases and stuff like that. And I feel like that's kind of brought me uh, slightly to, you know, to a little better level of, of overall versatility. Um, and then, sorry, what was the other question?
3: <laughs> just how you feel like your skill set fits in with, with how uh, the yeah. Chiefs use their tight
8: ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I feel I feel like I provide, you know, a, a good blocking element uh, to the offense, which, you know, we have uh, we have a lot of run schemes that the tight ends are very involved in at the point of the attack. And, um, you know, I feel like that's something that I can bring to the table and help um, displace guys and, you know, create holes. And then as well as, you know, just the, the, the other side of the game, just the route running and stuff, um, just being crisp and and, uh, you know, knowing my assignments, I feel I feel like that's something that I'm able to do. Go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete.
1: Good morning, Nick. Uh, I was wondering. So, you've had this year, and now uh, now you're in camp again, and, and you're getting to absorb Andy Reid and, and all he has to offer. And, and I was wondering what you find to be the most challenging part of absorbing the playbook and, and as you're in this uh, tight end two battle, and then how how are you overcoming that part of it?
8: Yeah, uh, you know, this is a very good offense. There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, elements to it, and which is great. It opens up a lot of holes. It makes, you know, it makes it very explosive, but you know, there's a lot of little details to be focused on. Um, You know, there, there might be some, there might be a route, you know, that might seem like a simple route, but then, you know, based on the coverage, based on what, you know, what the look is, what's going on, there's little tweaks and things you might need to change and just being crisp on those every single play. uh, It can be challenging. And that's something that, uh, you know, every once in a while, Uh, you know, I'll miss a read or something. And that's something that I just get corrected with, uh, you know, with the quarterback and with my coach. And they spend a lot of time and um, they've been patient. And I've been, you know, working really hard, getting in the playbook, just trying to – trying to just get the reps as many as I can. The more reps I get, the better I feel like I get, so.
3: Go to Seren Petra. Go ahead, Sarin. Nick,
6: just – can you talk about what, what it, it's like to see uh, the ball come out from Patrick Mahomes? Like, uh, I'm sure you've, you've settled into it now, having been around there. But was there a, a moment where you're like, wow, it, it's, it's like no other quarterback? And, and are there times even, you know, I know Adam and some of the guys have asked questions about some of the throws he's popped off here in camp, where you find yourself just kind of your jaw drops down, even though you've got the pads on, and you're running your route, you can't believe what he just uncorked?
8: Yeah, well when the ball leaves his hand there's little those little sparks and little rainbows around it every time and it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh no he he has an amazing he does an amazing job of uh putting it in a good spot and um obviously he makes throws that, you know, you wouldn't think is are possible. So uh it's pretty cool to be on the receiving end of that and then just, you know, um doing my part, of getting the right spot for him. And, you know, he helps obviously make my job a little easier by putting him in some small windows, but yeah.
3: Looks like we got two more. Let's go, Herbie and then Darren. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Nick, uh, I want to follow up on the question um, that Matt asked you about what you worked on this offseason.
1: And you specifically mentioned working on your blocking. I'm curious, did you, did you have to change your diet? And then how much weight have you put on compared to
3: last season?
8: uh i really haven't put on much weight at all if any um i've kind of stayed about the same right around 255 um but i i did work on a lot of you know explosive movements in the off season um you know moving weight fast and just getting out of you know getting out of a a stance and um as far as my diet goes you know i you know i try to eat pretty healthy but i burn so many calories that a lot of times it's just you know getting as much as i can in um but but yeah I think the biggest thing really was just uh you know the training that I did the explosive movements and just working on um you know strength and power let's go to Darren for the last one go ahead Darren
9: Hey, uh, Nick, uh, first of all, thank you for doing this for us. And then second, a um, couple of questions for you. One, you've been there for a couple of years. This is your second year now, so you've won a Super Bowl. And As I've asked DeMarcus and someone like Juan, you know, what is that motivating factor since you've already climbed the mountaintop and gotten it to uh, want to continue to strive to add more titles to your repertoire? And then also uh, learning, with, you know, learning under Travis, what have you been able to like steal from them or, or type of advice that has made you a better player the second year going in?
8: Yeah, as far as the Super Bowl goes, you know, that was a great experience to be a part of. Um, but to an extent, you know, I, I was a little more of an observer for that being on the practice squad, you know, I got to help out, you know, giving good looks and stuff. But, um, you know, that that just motivates me further to, you know, be more of a have more of a role in earning that title, um, you know, and hopefully that's, that's something I can do this year um, moving forward. So um, I'm excited to do all that, and then as far as you know, as far as Travis goes, obviously he's you know he's one of the best to do it, and uh, being behind him has been a great asset for me in my game, um, you know, in every in every aspect of it, you know, run, uh, you know, routes, receiving, blocking, everything, he every every little thing he's got, you know, he's got tips, he's got little tricks, and I've been able to use those, and you kind of you know develop them and twist them in my own little style, and um, I think it's it's made my game a lot better, so I'm very obviously appreciative of him for for all that, so.
10: You can add the Fundrise Flagship Fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise Flagship Fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.
0: First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts.